0: Welcome, everyone. It's a mainstand mini-sode. Uh, the mini-sodes have always been fun around the stand. We oh, yeah. can go back to the FIFA draft of last year, the stadium draft. Mm. Um, all good good vibes on the mini-sode. But today, it's about the World Cup. I just inhaled that safe. Smoke. I'm really sorry. I had a problem. <laughs> um, we want to really promo uh, Slapshot Sessionale, Main Mariners. Uh, go out and watch USA England at Monument Square. Um, and We want to make sure... You know, people are buying the packages, going to the Mariners later that night. Um, But we want to do some World Cup content.
1: Yeah, as well. So, this episode today, um, obviously, every single World Cup, there are absolutely absurd upsets. Uh, You know, just crazy, crazy games that happen. You think back to like Russia beating Spain, I think it was, in the Russia World Cup. You think, I mean, it wasn't really an upset, but like Germany thrashing Brazil.
2: In crazy to, in, moments, in 2014,
1: yeah. just like crazy, crazy games, crazy things that have happened. So today, we're just going to share two with you that we feel like really stood out to us. Uh, one of them is in honor of the USA England, and then the other one um, is in honor. Uh, you know, just talking about you know, it, it could be possible that a team as great as Argentina, with a player like Lionel Messi, loses to a little minnow. You know, Yeah, that's true. So uh, we'll, we'll you know we'll dive right into it. We'll start with we'll start with our fellas, the guys in the USA. So set the scene for you. It's 1950. It's post-World War I. Uh, England and the USA are drawn into a group along with Chile and, I believe, Peru or some a, a diff- one other nation. But that, that's not the like super relevant Spain. part. No?
2: Spain. Spain and Chile.
1: Spain, Chile, the USA, and England are all gra- drawn into a group in 1950. For context, in the 50s, England were known as the kings of football. Post-World War I, they had only lost... Four games. They had won, I believe, twenty-eight or twenty-three in the build-up to the 1950 World Cup, uh, including a 4 0 win over Italy and a ten-nil win over Portugal in the the two weeks before we get into the tournament. Uh, England were three-to-one winners, three-to-one to win the whole tournament, I believe. Um, and the USA was comprised of eleven guys who did not play the sport professionally. There was postman. There was a dude who was a hearse driver. Uh, for his family's moratorium, just to name a couple of random professions. There was a part-time teacher that actually could not get time off to come to the World Cup and play in the squad. So, a bunch of semi-professional guys going up against uh, arguably the best team in the world of 1950. However, that did not stop the USA from pulling off what is known as the Miracle on Grass. The USA rocked up to this game played on a garbage pitch with a brown leather ball, and they beat England Mm
0: 1-0.
1: Later went on to lose to Chile on the last day and crash out of the group stage. However, that game was so crazy that the BBC thought the result was a lie Mm -hmm. and had to confirm it before happening. And it was not initially aired in the U.S. because they also thought the result was a lie and someone sent them a fake result before officially confirming it. Papers all around the world were blown away at the fact that this team of 11 semi-professional players, just really want to make that clear,
0: Milkmen, fucking Milkmen. Some great names, If I just can interject, some great names in this roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charlie Colombo, John Souza. Frank Wallace, some great American some violently names, violently American names.
1: <laughs> um, so first, it's just a general thought. Times have clearly changed since then, yeah. right? We're not favorites going into this game against England in this World Cup by any means. England chance. are not the kings of the soccer world right now either. Exactly. So a lot of stuff has changed. Just in general. How do you think it felt to be? To experience that, to be American, to be a soccer fan, and be like, holy fuck, we just beat England at that time period. That I'd would-
0: love to get the vibes of U.S. soccer fans in the 50s. All 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly at this match, um, all the people cheering for the U.S. were Brazilian because the Brazilians wanted didn't want England to make it to the final. That's So they really wanted funny. the U.S. to get knocked out. So it was like 10,000 people were at the game was the uh, reporting attendance. attendance yep. And all of them were cheering
2: for the U.S.A. And the, the lone goal scorer was born in Haiti yep which is wild yeah that's very very funny like just if if you take the year out of it and you just display the facts the the names the score line the attendance where it was held if you take all this information and take the year out of it it's such a wild thing to experience because the era we've grown up in we grew up in kind of like like the football revolution in America, we, mm. we were kind of born at the right time where the U.S. women are are getting crazy good. Um, we grow up watching players like... Landon Donovan, Clint Cl- Dempsey, Tim and, Howard, Carlos
1: Bocanegra, like really, really good U.S. As well as right. Alex... <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> and
2: now, 15, 20 years later, we're, we're waltzing into a World Cup with a squad of players who are playing in the biggest leagues in the world. These these no. guys are are full-on professional footballers. Yeah, it's taken 72 years. It's been 72 years since 1950. If you had a text now, if you weren't watching the game that the USA beat
0: England, would you believe it? Or yeah. would you think it was a hoax? I would, believe, I would it. believe
1: it. I would believe it. I'd be shocked. I'd be like, no fucking shock. <laughs> That's sick. But I would believe it. And you know what? I'm ready for some
2: belief on Black Friday this year. I'm not. We're losing, but, you know. (laughs) We get an official watch site in Monument Square in Portland downtown. I'm going to turn up for it. Which is so sick. We're ass. So, so sick. So, on the back of that uh, USA-England matchup from 1950 where the U.S. came out on top, just come see us. Come hang out with local football fans. There's more than 12 now. It's been 72 years, and uh, the USA and England are matching up yet again. Portland, Maine, 2:30 p.m. kickoff, I believe. Correct. Uh doors open I I think one or sidewalk opens pre-game. I'm just showing um it. and then the Maine Mariners hosting a very gracious VIP package uh includes uh, some some tickets some to the beer. event, some beer, a limo ride from scarf. Monument Square down to Reiros, a scarf and ice level tickets to the home game you also get a four pack of mm-hmm. the slap shot session ale yes, watch sir. some hockey to drown out your sorrows when the u.s get bodied
0: so second game too, we
1: have the other upset mm. yeah. um cameroon and argentina this one i th- i personally think this game is a little more insane sorry i gotta pull my notes up here again <laughs> uh so set the stage for you a little bit again 1990 it's the world cup is in Italy. italy at the moment We're at the San Siro. Diego Maradona's Argentina are rocking up to the stadium. Group stage game, group B. Cameroon versus Argentina. In the early 90s, uh, African football was not really viewed the same way it's viewed today. It didn't really have the players like the Salas, the Manes, the Yaya Torres, the Didier Drogbas, Saidu Dumbia to an extent. It didn't really have these players kind of had this aura around them that like really elevated African football to like the respected level that it's it's at today where there's like a lot of these like top top class players like yeah. you know the like Sadio Mane Mohamed Salah again just Bali just to name, just to name a few like really really high level African players and the world didn't really view African football like that in the 90s um, uh, you know unfortunately too because there clearly were good players which is why we're about to talk about Cameroon beating Argentina Diego Maradona's Argentina in 1990, one nil. Not down one man, down two. Two red cards. Second one, mind you, was in the 89th minute and it was just a, a case of uh, Masing is his last name, I don't know his first name, uh, murdering an Argentine player running on the <laughs> wing to stop him from running in, running in on goal. Omambiek, I'm really sorry if I'm butchering these names too. It's just, I'm a, a stupid American. But Oman Biek scores the lone goal for Cameroon in the 67th minute. Six minutes after the first Cameroonian red card in the 61st minute. Uh, Kana Biek. Not gonna... Maybe, brothers? Maybe. Poss- possibly. Sure. there. It's hyphenated, so I'm not really sure. Again, I'm just going off of the, g- the general things that I know. No disrespect intended here. Um, and this match, from my understanding, really was kind of like the springboard for African football. It kind of put these nations, like, in conversations for things. People were like, oh, there really is talent in African football now. Um, And then the whole of Africa kind of really got behind Cameroon because they ended up getting out of their group, and I believe they fell in the quarterfinals to England. England. Um, But, like, the whole of Africa got behind Cameroon and, like, really, really rooted for them and kind of, like, propelled them forward uh, through this World Cup. So it was a really big moment. For both African football and then just, just like football in general, you know it was Diego Maradona's Argentina losing. Yeah, those too. guys were bad
0: boys back yeah. in the
1: day. Diego Maradona's Argentina losing too was just like a crazy thing to experience, especially to a team that went down to to nine men at one point and they couldn't score on them. They were up, you know, they were up a man for almost the better half of half an hour yep. in one this the, game.
2: One of the most prolific footballers, just legendary goal scorers, somebody who's going out fighting, gritty doesn't give a a they'll yeah, rainbow you and then he'll two foot
1: you ten minutes later you know what I mean like that, that was the Argentine that they were they were up against and, and the fact that they're
2: they're up two players and and still can't get through that side is is it's impressive it's, a, test- very it's, a, it's impressive. a testament to the the will of the Cameroonian team and, and then 20, off, was... 20 years down the line they they earned their first uh first World Cup too South Africa getting or Africa as a whole, getting the world cup in in twenty ten and, and just, it's mm. it's a it's a it's it's cool to see that in, in five short cycles from that game to they 2010. Get to host yeah, they're hosting know? a world cup and, and and that's that's an unbelievable story because of the time yeah, the, and I the mean, time turnaround is is quick. We're going in, into a, in a tournament now world. where where there are teams
1: like Senegal who can give the best European countries a run for their money. You've, a, a lot of people are like Senegal or they they could be good. They give a lot of trouble. Erling Holland was talking the other day about, you know, just like World Cup stuff and he mentioned he was like, Yeah, I think Senegal are a very good team. Very really really yeah. talented players think they can give
0: a lot of teams that don't respect them trouble. It's also like Senegal, Egypt, like it's on T V, it's on ESPN. We all sat here and watched it. Right. Like twenty years ago. Yeah. So
1: the you That know, wouldn't have been a thing. That that I think the importance of that game not only is the fact that like, oh Argentina lost, the importance of that game is also like it really propelled yeah. African football forward, it feels like, into like not to exactly where they no oh, excuse me exactly where they are today because a lot of very talented players have always been there and now they're getting the chance to like be a little bit more found in Europe and there's been yep. a lot of talent that's come through in the past few years that have like really propelled these these nations forward but it's it's good to kind of see that game against Argentina as kind of like a springboard yep so to speak and we wanted to you know recognize how crazy of an accomplishment that game was and like you know let you the viewers who may not know about this game now you can go google it and learn from somebody who's not my dumbass a little bit more about (laughs) the game
0: and you can shout in the comments other upsets that we might have missed yeah absolutely yeah what are your favorite world cup
1: moments your favorite world cup upsets drop them down there let us know what we missed shoot us a dm on instagram you know stuff like that personally i
0: think usa england 1-1 is my biggest upset (laughs) (laughs) shout out rob green one time yes (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, this that was a mini-sode. Quick,
1: quick mini-sode, hitting on a couple of crazy World Cup upsets. Yeah, like we said, let us know that on the comments, any that we missed or that you think we should talk about, do a part two to this during the World Cup if you want us to do that. Um, yeah.
2: Come experience maybe another upset, USA-England, Black Friday. Yeah, you're a lot more optimistic than I am. I'm trying to be, you know? All right, and that's, that's an episode.
1: Deuces. See you guys. Peace. Like, comment, subscribe.